You and I have the same employer. We all work for the Umbrella Corporation. The mansion above us is an emergency entrance to the hive. U.S. security operatives placed there to protect that entrance. What about this? Your marriage is a fake. Just part of your cover to protect the secrecy of the hive. And what is the hive? Children. All right, folks, welcome back to Man Cave Movie Review, the podcast that reviews the good, the bad, and the ugly of movies for men. This is episode 72, and today we're talking about one of my personal favorites, Resident Evil. This great and fantastic film stars the breathtakingly gorgeous Mila Jojovic, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, also starring James Purefoy, one of his early roles. And I am your host, Steve Michaels, and joining me is my good and dear friend, Mark, who let the dogs out slower. I'm not going to go for the easy one on that. I'm not going to. You know, the Umbrella Corporation, Steve, also must own a truck stop. Because its air handling system must have been installed in the super-secret bioweapons research base. And the super-secret bioweapons base must have... Their air handling system must have been given to the truck stop. (laughs) Let's see. And also joining us is our other very good and dear friend, Jeff. Does this red dress make my ass look big? Muncie. No, but the boots do. I hate you. Um, <laughs> you know, Steve, the next time somebody asks me where the uh, Great Plains are, I am going to refer them to uh, Mila Jovovich. Wow. Really? Bump, bump. We're here all week, folks. Try the veal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it begins. I'm just telling you, dude, more than a mouthful's a waste. That's all I'm saying. You dude. have to find a mouthful. And dude, last, and certainly not least is our other good and dear friend, Ken. I'm missing you already. Rony. At least this movie beats Doom. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. I can see it. (laughs) Rough night for Steve. (laughs) There we go. Um... Okay, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. You know, if Mila could have gotten her hands on a BFG, this would have been a much better movie. A BFG? Yeah. Didn't you BF- ever play Doom? Yeah. Uh, when was that? When I still had like a, what, a 386 or something like well, that? Same time you were playing Resident Evil. The BFG was the big f***ing <laughs> gun. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think Doom preceded uh, by quite a few years uh, Resident Evil. So, yes. and it had a better, and, the, and it and it had a bigger, a deeper plot, wouldn't you say, Ken? Uh, yeah, actually, it did. Oh, I always like that scene in the Doom movie where the Rock goes into the armory, and there is the BFG sitting on a podium, and it's almost like a choir in the background going. <laughs> no, but enough about Doom. Let's talk about Resident Evil. I'm going to tell you guys right now, there is no way you can even compare Doom to this movie. But anyway. Uh, no, but I do have a movie we can compare it to. D- just stop right now. <laughs> no, I would say it ripped I'm, it off, wouldn't you, Jeff? I'm going to say rip it off. I'm, we can refer to a movie that this movie ripped off. But I'm sorry. I don't mean to dogpile in the situation. Steve, it's all yours. Go ahead. No, I want to hear. What did this movie rip off? Oh, no, no. No, no, no. We'll, we'll get to it. I'll get to it. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um Anyway, uh, for those of you who don't know about this movie, and if you uh, either played the video games or are a big zombie movie fan like I am, and I'll be and I'll be the first one to say, 
I've never played the game. I honestly, God, have never played the game. I just bought the, or I'm sorry, I watched the movie because Mila Jovovich was in it. So, and that's I was sold right there. So it didn't matter. Uh, she could have been reading the newspaper, and I would have still ran the movie. But anyway, Resident Evil is about a special military unit fights a powerful, out-of-control supercomputer and hundreds of scientists who have mutated into flesh-eating creatures after a laboratory accident. That's the IMDB review of this movie, and I had to enunciate that because I'm still getting hate mail because I keep screwing up the, uh, <laughs> the, the B and the D. So just so you know, I'm on the record. I said it right this time. To our audience, we can't help it if Steve is dyslexic with his D's and B's. Okay, so back off, man. Yeah, In this day and age, it's really not cool to make fun of somebody's Some disability. It's actually the alcohol, but that's that's story. <laughs> <laughs> that's really probably what I'm going to blame it on. But anyway, I don't know. This is uh, one of those movies that they made off a video game. And one of the earlier ones, because this movie was made... Um, Oh, gosh, this was made in, what, 2002. So I think there were a few movies that they made prior to this that were based off of video games. And I think Paul W.S. Anderson, who directed this, also did uh, Mortal Kombat. So he had a little bit of experience in in adapting uh, computer games to movies. But I think it's safe to say that as far as um, uh, video game to movie uh, transitions, Resident Evil is obviously been the uh the blockbuster hit because there's like five of them i think five or six i've got them all on blu-ray and i'm trying to and i can't i lose track and it's really been one of the most successful franchises out there and a lot of it's 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 following on the heels of the big zombie craze and i really think that this movie is really one of the catalysts that made the zombie uh genre so popular basically in the last decade so, I mean, that's just, those are just my initial thoughts on this. Comments from the uh, cheap seats out there that are already trashing this thing before we got started? But Well, I'll just throw out, this does belong in the genre, like I said. It is a zombie movie. I mean, zombie movies, a broad spectrum. This is a slow, viral zombie epidemic, for those of you that get real detailed into that. It's also a part of that growing group of games that are based off of video or movies that are based off of video games and just to give you a few other contemporaneous movies that came out about the same time you had Laura Croft Tomb Raider came out the year before you had Final Fantasy the year before Doom came out a couple years later Hitman for example a few years after that so there's a good number of movies and i'm sure this is something we're going to see more and more of as time goes on because face it video games in some ways are getting to be better than the movies they're making tons of cash on their own and a lot of creative effort is going into them ken let me jump in real quick before um i don't mean to interrupt uh, mark or J- uh, jeff on this but I think one of the reasons for that is is that when you started looking at, and it might have been in the very late 90s, you you started seeing a lot of video games, these type of ones like Hitman and stuff like that. It wasn't just like shooters where you just went out and just shot stuff. I mean, it was a story. I mean, you had a detailed plot. There was a storyline that you followed. I mean, you had literally an introductory trailer to the movie, complete with credits. I mean, I think the first one I ever saw was Half-Life. I remember the first time I played Half-Life. And Half Life Two. I mean, it was literally you. You were just like in the in the middle of a movie, and then boom, you're in there, and you have to start doing stuff. 
So, yeah, I think that's uh, a, a very good point that you brought up. I think we're going to see more of this stuff. But some of the ones that you brought up, uh, Tomb Raider and stuff like that, you know, they did one or two, and then they, they kind of died off. Hitman stopped, and probably for good reason, because I don't know if they could make up for it. I don't know if they can build on it. Uh, some of the other ones, um, Max Payne. I played all the Max Payne, uh, the two Max Payne movies, or I'm sorry, the two Max Payne games. Fantastic games, and they made a movie. Oh, my God, talk about horrible. And it seemed like, and same thing with Dune. And it's funny, the Max Payne and Dune were the two games that I played. All the other ones, seeing the movies, never played the games, and I love the movies. Maybe I'm jading myself by not playing the game. So, but anyway, I'm done. Continue, uh, Jeff, Mark, jump in. I like you. I love zombies. I and I love the sh- the shambling zombies. Um, I like the ones that are the slow move. I like the mythos of the whole zombie thing. Is you know your mind goes. Uh, you basically go in a state of some sort of moving coma, and your 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 main primal sense is just to feed on whatever you can get your hands on while your flesh decays. Um, love slow moving zombies. Have always loved slow moving zombies. Not a big fan of the meth head zombies, um, also known as uh, twenty eight days later and twenty eight weeks later and twenty eight years later and twenty eight whatever of my life I can't get back from watching them again. Um, there's also that uh, terrible one by uh, um, Will Smith. What what was that? I am uh, Legend. Really I am Legend. I am and legend. there's some sort of ridiculous legend type show. I, I hate Dawn the of the Dead movie. falls into your category too. They're fast. Absolutely. And uh, but I you know and I love them. And I you know and I and I loved seeing that in this movie. Um, this this slow shambling um, zombies that are that are slowly going to get you, um, and it's always a horde. You know, there's something primal and just visceral about this mob of things chasing you, and you just even doesn't matter how slow they are, you, you just know at some point they're going to catch up to you. Especially if you uh, run as far away as you can from them and go down to the, some sewers that no one knows about, then turn a corner and there they are. I'm sorry, I digress. But the the one th- that the the parallel that I do want to draw here, and I think that's a there's a fairly close parallel here, and I'm, I'm watching the movie and i i thought that um for a moment i was actually watching um a remake of aliens the movie you have basically an elite group of people that are going to go in and take care of name your problem aliens or zombies and the i and mark pointed this out and of course you know they're led by a very dignified um, black guy who is uh, in this competent kick-ass unit who's going to go down here and kick-ass and take names and you know from you know almost word go everybody dies except for you know the improbable people who shouldn't die um, you know either you then had a Ripley and um, Mila Jovovich's character uh, you had a Hudson and the computer programmer Weenie Wimp guy save yourself you had the crap weasel. Yeah, James you had the Purefoy. You had James Purefoy, who was yeah, Vasquez. Uh, you had yeah, Vasquez. Vasquez. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Yep. So you know, you had the super alien, and yes. so there was there were a lot of. I'm, I'm watching this, and I, and I found myself comparing this to the movie Aliens, and I thought, wow, this is just a rehash of that, but. Um, but with zombies now. Okay, so there's there's that parallel. I felt okay. They stole it, you know terrible bad shame on you man but the production of the movie is very good they they spent a lot of money on this and it it looks very nice um and 
one of the other things I really enjoyed about the movie is the the progression of um, Mila Jovovich's character throughout the movie, who is slowly realizing who she is, what she's capable of, and, and you're watching it. And I was really enjoying the, her discovery and our discovery of what she was capable of. I thought that went off very well. Um, along with with the zombies, um, you know, there are some few other things that I have problems with in the movie, like dogs with um, loose shirts on, and but uh, the CGI and things like that. But I won't go into that right now. But uh, um, you know, I look forward to this conversation. All right, Mark, spill it. <laughs> wow, where do I go? Um, you know, it's a zombie movie set in an underground system, an underground bunker under raccoon city because hey you know we always build a secret super secret um bioweapons research base under a city you know everybody does that do you think indianapolis has one you know that deep tunnel sewer project call it sewer project <laughs> they're digging underground right now see have quote. you been down there there you go does, does it have no. a rail system does it have because a rail you, system with it if you do go down there, the Red Queen will kill you. This is a zombie movie with all the zombie tropes. Some of the zombie tropes work. Some of the zombie tropes are fine. It, it's got your badass heroine. How many times have we seen that? Okay, fine. It's, it, it, it is a trope-fest movie. Is it a bad trope-fest? No. Is it something I would have run out to the theater and seen? No. Would I own it? No. Do you like? If you like zombie movies, this is a zombie movie you should probably go see. I will say, and I'm sure that one of our, one of my esteemed colleagues may react negatively to this comment, that I think some of the zombie acting is less wooden than the humans on a numerous occasions. But there's no surprises in this movie. There's no moment where I go, oh shit, or jump, or laugh. Uh, there's not a lot of character development. But if you like zombie movies, you know, this is a solid entree into the genre the one thing that i just kind of struck me as odd at the end of the movie knowing that there's what resident evil 48 now we're supposed to root for mila jojovovich who's the main character throughout all of this arc of all of these resident evil movies keeping in mind when you watch this movie she helped brings about the downfall of humanity she's one of the people who helps unleash the t-virus that wipes out civilization so you know i'm like okay there's a juxtaposition i'm supposed to root for someone who after a fashion because she was involved in trying to smuggle the t-virus out yep remember that whole explanation you're looking at me steve where she was going to smuggle it out for the one guy's sister and then james purefoy took it and smashed it after he listened to their conversation so she's an indictable co-conspirator in the downfall of humanity, and I'm supposed to root for her. Counselor, what do you think, Mr. Roney, on that legal point? Your logic is impeccable. Okay. With the exception that, at, well, I'll back up. It is impeccable. I mean, once they figured out what they are doing, if you want to go with the idea of I've got to save humanity, the only logical thing is not even to try to get out. Just die. Let the zombies right. eat you. And you right. know... Even if I was as guilty as hell, I'd still make a run for that exit. So I can't falter. I think anybody would. But no, you, you do have a point when you really read between the lines. She was up to no good. If she and her co-conspirators hadn't existed, 
the stuff would have stayed locked up in the lab nice and tight. I do have to sort of jump in here and just throw out a comment, which is, for those of you that are into the secret underground research facility genre of movies, of which there are several, essentially, The Hive is wildfire from the Andromeda strain. Only it's a very badly designed wildfire. <laughs> and I'll just say, if you want to see how to run a secret underground you know, research facility, watch the Andromeda strain. One thing you don't do is you don't clutter up with scads of office drones that could just as easily be upstairs on the surface doing their shuffling their paperwork. Everybody doesn't have to be in. That virus should have been contained. It shouldn't have gotten out. That's all there is to it. Badly designed, like Mark said. The air conditioning system must have been just sort of put together by a couple of yahoos. Having said that, I, I do have to say that this is one of those movies which I, I'm just going to drop it into that category of being stylish. It is a stylish zombie movie, and I stumbled onto it on cable. Didn't play the game, didn't know anything about it, turned on cable one night, caught this right at the beginning, watched it, and I'd go like, you know, it kept me interested. I mean, I watched it, it was, you know, interesting to watch, but it is. The music, I'll just say, you know, the music does a good job of working in moods and all. Uh, the sets are kind of cool. They alternate between different feels and different levels and such. And the characters are, you know, they're kind of stereotypical and wooden, but, you know, they, they get the job done. You need that. Well, you know, Ken, you, you mentioned it was stylish. Um, we did, I, th- I thought we did another James Purifoy movie. The, the the filming of this movie reminds me of it, and I thought it was a very good-looking movie. Ironclad. Uh, no, not Ironclad. It was the one where he was, wasn't he Wasn't he in the movie where the, he was on a uh, prison colony? Or was that a different actor? Jason uh, in space. There you lockdown. Think, no. Lockdown. Was he in no. lockdown? No, you're thinking. No. Of, you're, you're thinking of Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. I get the two confused. They look similar to me. Um, no. But you know, it looked good. It looked like that type of movie. I mean, things were crisp. Things were clear. I mean, this this movie was shot very well. Um, you know, like you said, Paul Wes Anderson or W. S. Anderson. I mean, he has an eye when it comes to to, to movies. I don't know if you guys ever saw the um, Mortal Kombat movie. Um, he, you know, it was a it was a nice first effort as far as I think uh, of him trying to um, bring something like that to life. Uh, but he does have a very good eye when uh, you know for the, for what the camera is actually shooting, and it lo- this movie looks great. The, the only time it doesn't look great to me, um, and, it, and it has nothing to do with what he did, but I, I just uh, the, the, there's some CGI issues that I had with the movie, and I I feel that they that they took the kind of the cheaper way out there, but that's that's for a later conversation. Uh, but yes, Ken, I th- it, it does look it looks great on the scene, and it did. I think that was one of the reasons that it kept the way that they filmed it and the way that it looked. It did keep me pretty much engaged the entire time. Well, you know, guys, I, I mean, I know you guys probably are not like the big zombie fans like I am. Um, obviously, if you've never seen the back of my truck <clears throat> with the uh, you know, plethora of uh, zombie uh, bumper stickers and stuff that I have on there, I am a big aficionado of zombie movies. Yeah, Jeff, you'll see it next week when I come over. I that, that, I like zombie movies, too. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm, so I'm not slamming this movie because it's a zombie movie. I, yeah, be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, I've seen plenty of them, and... 
I'm just going to jump out right there and say it. This is, I think, one of the better ones. I mean, even the series as they go, I think they even get. There's a couple. the The second one is is pretty good. The third one, eh, don't like it. And the fourth and fifth one are outstanding. I guess it's just you know personal taste. I like the storyline about it, just like how everything developed. And same thing, I like the fact that Alice is one of those. She was part of the Umbrella Corporation. Um, has this memory loss thing, and she's finally realizing who she is and what she can do. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole thing that she pretty much coinstigated this because that's, I think, a major stretch, but okay, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. But I think overall, the way the thing was filmed, I thought was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty much a European uh, film. I think Mila... And Michelle Rodriguez might have been, I think, the only American actors in this movie. Because everybody else were Brits, believe it or not. And again, going back to our British cousins across the uh, the channel there, you guys can you guys could fool us any day. We probably can't fool you, but you could fool us. Uh, great accents. I you know, some of those guys the guy the guy that played Kaplan, um, what you guys refer as the Hudson, which I didn't see him as a Hudson. I mean, yeah, he kinda got freaked out a little bit, but he still you know, he still did his job. You know, that guy, he's a Brit. I would have never guessed. Uh, point of parliamentary procedure. Mila's Ukrainian. She's an American now, though. Well, yeah, a lot of people are, but, you know. But I'm they... talking, I mean, she's been here forever. I mean, she's pretty much, she's a naturalized American. She doesn't. She's been doing American movies since Days to Confuse back in the early 90s. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she didn't have an accent when she got here, so. She's yeah. She was born in Ukraine, but um, you know, don't even get me started on her. So speaking of looks, now again, Steve has come up with the idea that I'm dogging this movie, and I'm really not. I didn't think uh, I like this movie. I didn't think you. Were, I thought you were on my side, Ken. I'm talking about the. I, I'm sort of on your side. I'm not. I don't hate this movie, but I will say just two things about you know a per- certain part of it that like struck me. One is is that when you're entering the Red Queen's chamber and you got that corridor with all the lights and all you got to go down to get to the you know enter the inner chamber i was you know thinking after i watched this you know if i hit the 300 million dollar powerball and if i build my subterranean lair that i will build <laughs> it will have a replica of that as the entrance <laughs> with the ginsu laser defense system well, you, th- that doesn't really exist, but you could come up with a little light thing. How do you know? Piss out of anybody that saw this movie. <laughs> How do you know? He's right. How do you know, Ken? I'm you know, sure I don't and know. make anybody that's about to enter your lair watch this movie and then second guess exactly what those lasers are for. I like that. That's brilliant, Ken. And the other part is it's a failing. They did. They should have gone back to the original origins, the gamer origins of this movie. Because when they got to that, the leader, they did some organizing and liaisoning and getting together and putting together the plan, and the, the path to take. And what that scene needed was just some guy in the back to scream out something like, Leroy Jenkins, <laughs> and charge down to that door. If they would have done that, they would have been in. They stole too long. They let the Red Queen zap. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> See, I even got Roni bringing up the uh, the the wild stuff. That's you cool. know we're in trouble when Roni brings up World of Warcraft. Who okay. and Ken, Ken hasn't even played a, a second of it, have you? Nope. No, no, oh, he has that time. 
Um, Real quick, one of the things I and I didn't dislike this movie. I just think it's a middle of the pack zombie movie that doesn't really break ground in any way. Um, but it's an, it, it it's it's enjoyable. But one of the things I did really like that I think they did a good job of in this movie is when they first encounter the first undead, the the female tech, and they shoot her. And they shoot her repeatedly because they don't know what they're up against, and they begin to panic. This is the first incident where they run into somebody who's undead. That's a really well done scene because it's that holy shit. What are we facing? Well, you know which one I'm notice, talking about, Steve. I, no, I know what you're talking about, but I I'll, think it's really well done. It is very well done, and I want to go back to a comment that you made: is that this didn't break ground? I beg to differ. This is what broke the ground for zombie movies going forward. Because prior to this, uh, you had Dawn of the Dead. I'm talking the George Romero stuff. And you had some schlock stuff prior to that. But to be honest with you, and gosh, I mean, listeners, jump in here if you're listening. This is the movie that I think really kind of started setting the stage for the whole zombie genre craze that we've been seeing. Because you got to remember, this movie was made 11 years ago. And there's been a lot of stuff that has come out since this movie. Um, well, I'm not I, talking about that. I'm talking about the plot. It doesn't really do anything different other than put you in a different location. Well, but they all do. I mean, it, I mean that's the whole thing with the whole zombie genre thing. I mean, it's, it, it's all about a survival and, issue. I mean, And you love this movie, and that's fine. And I don't dislike this movie. I just think it's a middle-of-the-pack zombie movie compared to other zombie movies that have come out. That's all. I mean, I think Shaun of the Dead takes the comedic side very well. I think 28 Days Later does some interesting re-imaging zombies, although I don't like fast zombies. Some of that goes on. I, I, it's a solid zombie movie, Steve. I'm not dogging it at all. I just I think that it it's middle of the pack as far as if I was going to rate zombie movies. I like the second Resident Evil better than this one. Well, because part of that is, is you've... Well, yeah, that's getting on the whole other... It's a whole other area because now you're in the whole middle of the city and, and it's right. a whole different area. Here, and that's personal taste. Yeah, and here this one, I think probably, and again, I never played the game, and I almost had a feeling that they were trying to maybe follow um, how the game was because it almost felt like you were in that shooter-type, first-person shooter-type situation. You know, the music, you're, you're in a enclosed area for anybody who ever played half-life this probably reminded you of of being there because you're kind of in that subterranean layer and there's you know shit lurking around the corner and all that other stuff so yeah i mean i understand what you're saying my whole thing with this movie was i just thought it was a very good adaptation of a, off a video game because up until this point it seemed like when they would make movies off of video games they were just like really bad and i thought this one really was pretty good as far as production value and soundtrack like kind of like what ken said i thought was really good again not so much a soundtrack the theme music and we'll talk about that later but but anyway let's you know i want to move on i want to talk about some of the uh the actors in this one you know before i get into um uh Jojovic, who obviously is my heartthrob there one of the guys that they killed off in this movie and i really liked him was uh uh colin salmon and he was the head of the um, commando group that first went in. And the first time I ever saw him in a movie was uh, an old, uh, actually I should say an older uh, James Bond movie. He was um, 
Oh, gosh, I can't even remember what the hell it was. It was one with, uh, oh, shit, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, he was in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and one other one where you saw him in a brief role. It looked like he played somebody in the Navy. And I like that guy. And he had a, he had a good look about him. And it seemed like he really kind of embodied the role that they were doing. And I was like, I was really kind of upset that they killed him off so quick. But then again, I had, I understood why they had to do it because they, they had to build up Mila as being the strong role in this movie. She had to be the Ripley. And, and again, Jeff, excellent, um, excellent point. She was the Ripley of the movie, but I kind of could see him as being the Hicks. You know, maybe she had to, like, drag him to safety, but I don't know. But then they had that other dork that was in there that... He was A-Pone. But you know what? Yeah, he was the A-Pone, but, man, I really liked him. I mean, he had a a good look about him. I mean, he was very believable as, you know, as a commando. Just, you know, his movements, everything that he did was very believable. I really liked it. Let's see. Then we have have Michelle Rodriguez, and she played... um, Oh Christ! What the hell was her name? Vasquez. That. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, she played. Yeah, actually, Rain. Yeah, she played Rain, and you know, you never actually heard her name. That was the thing about this movie is that um, even like Mila's character, you never even knew what her name was, um, and, and quite a few because I think Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, her name was Rain, and. Um, she, um, the only other stuff that I ever saw her in was, uh, she was in Lost for a while. And, um, she's in uh, a lot of the Fast and the Furious series, too. Oh, well, that's probably why I never saw her before because I have no idea. I have no, no desire to see those movies. I wonder why. She's in Machete. Hey, there's, there's six of them. I mean, there's six of them. I mean, to your, to your point, you know, this has, uh, the, uh, Resident Evil has five movies so because it has so many movies it must be so good through that <laughs> argument through that argument um the fast and the furious series must be good because i think they're going on six uh, they just released six and they're going on to seven so just throwing that out to you i'm going to throw out probably the highest profile role that uh, she was in was in avatar she played trudy the shuttle or helicopter pilot or whatever that thing was that they flew around She's also in Battle Los Angeles, which I know Mark yeah. likes that yep. movie. That's a good movie. I like I like Battle for Los Angeles too. That was that was pretty well done. She's, she's got a lot of work under her belt. Yeah, I don't I don't remember her in that. Oh well. Yeah, she was the um, Air Force. Oh yes, yes. I forgot. Yes, that's right. Hey Jeff, you'll yes. be happy to know that Resident Evil is going to keep pace with uh, Fast and the Furious because they are going to do a sixth movie. Well, see, Fast and Furious, they've got a seventh one already planned. They had a seventh well, one planned before the Mila sixth one went out. Mila needs to catch up. Well, then you know Mila what? Mila needs those paychecks. Well, Mila is going to be doing Resident Evil wheelchair at this rate. Man. <laughs> Duck and cover. <laughs> I say this because I'm in Kentucky and it's three hours to get here. <laughs> He'll take out his rage on us. That's <laughs> good to say. Let you know, Mark, I'm on a direct line between him and you. I don't want you to get him too mad. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the last uh, the last person I want to talk about in this movie is uh, Mila Jojovich. So, oh, my gosh. Like I said, uh, she is the one I have special dispensation for. Actually, there I have two, I have two, di- yeah. I have, I have two special dispensations. One is Everybody for- drink. Yeah. Drinking contest. There we go. Drink. Steve said it. Drink. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got two. One is her. The other one is locked in a sealed uh, a vault. But, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> Man, it's going to be bad when I have to, like, tear your heart out. The last no, thing I see is a smile on your face. <laughs> it was shortly after this movie, and Deb has always known that I've just, I, I just think she is, like, the most gorgeous woman in the world. And... Um, and I remember it was shortly after uh, Resident Evil, she had, because Deb reads People magazine all the time, and she was sitting there, and she goes, hey, guess what? And she goes, uh, your girlfriend's in our magazine. I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah, she just got uh, uh, married to uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. And I went, ah? <laughs> and I said, she couldn't have. And, I said, and she's like, yeah, isn't that the guy that did Resident Evil? And I went, Yeah. And she's like, yeah, well, they just got married. I'm like, ah, you're full of shit. So I went downstairs, and I'm like, ah, she's full of crap. I don't believe it. So, well, so now we know how she got this role. Yeah. Casting room couch. No. No, she got the role. I mean, she already had the role. She got it afterwards. Oh. Okay. I mean, this is her third marriage. Hopefully this one will stick. This is her second one, isn't it? Nope. Her third. I huh? just pulled her bio up. Well, I knew she had Luke Besson for a year. Yeah, then she no, she had Luke. She made it from '97 to '99 with Luke. Oh. Then that, before that, she had some guy named Sean Andrews, and they made it for a year. So you know, maybe this one will stick yeah. because you know he's producing yeah. her movies, so it'll be Resident Evil Wheelchair, yeah. Resident Evil Walker. Hey. So what you're saying, if Steve does succeed in his wildest dreams and lands her, he'll have her. The marriage will last like 14 days. Yeah. Okay, that's but that's all Steve needs. That's right. That's, I'm just saying is that, you know, third time's a charm. So so I didn't believe her, so I went downstairs and looked it up, and I saw that, oh, my God, they did get married, and I said this. So I've gotten over it since then, and um, and I can move on. Does uh, Paul Anderson go by con at times? Is there something I don't know? <laughs> Evidently. So he only goes to Comic Con to promote the movies. I'm sure Steve just wanted to get there, you know, make the son of a bitch pay. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, uh, you know what Beale should have had. I mean, this movie would have been a little different. Would have been quite as tense if she would have just made sure that she brought her multi pass along with her. <laughs> multi pass. That would have let her through all those sealed doors and chambers. <laughs> That and a bunch of lizard men. <laughs> Ken, that that was brilliant. God, simply brilliant. You're the, the bad penny. I'm the comic. Relief. I am. I am the bad penny. You're the comic relief. <laughs> Slover's Ed McMahon, and you know, Steve no, I'm is. just the asshat because I'm three hours away. Oh, this is true. Can't. You know, and Paul Anderson has just racked up quite the film legacy. You know, Event Horizon, mm-hmm. Alien vs. Predator. He did Death Race. Well, I'll good. say this. His movies look great. Event Horizon, it was disappointing, but even then, you and I saw it. I walked in with it. was like, what yeah. the hell was that? It looked great, but like, what the hell? Right. I mean, his stuff looks great. I'll throw a bone here. I mean, the director could only, I mean, if he doesn't have writing credits to this stuff, um, well, never mind. He does have writing credits he to a lot. Does have <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm just, no, seriously, I'm going to jump right in there. Number one, number one, I thought Event Horizon was a pretty good movie. Um, sorry. It sucks. I, okay. It disappointed me. All right, well, I thought it was pretty good. And 
You know what? You all three can kiss my ass. <laughs> Event Horizon didn't suck 100%. There were parts... No, it sucked 80%. That, itself. that whole thing is literally going off the rails into becoming Hellraiser in space. You didn't see it coming. I mean, I went in there... I'll, I'll say that this is one of those movies where you looked at the trailers and the ads and going, oh, I see this is the kind of movie it is. It's it's a, you know, it's sort of like it's a space discovery movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, Pinheads comes out, you know, you know <laughs> evil incarnate wells up out of the black. And it's like, no, that's not the movie I signed up for. I mean, we've all had those experiences where you go to the movie and it's just not what you wanted. Event Horizon was not even the genre that the trailers, the ads, and everything made you think you were buying your ticket to go see. But again, okay. it looked great. You know, coincidentally, um, Event Horizon and um, Resident Evil, both on um, IMDb, um, rate at 6.6. Well, what the f*** do they know? I, I, you know, Steve, exactly. What do they know? Right. I mean, we will bring it officially to a head at the end of the show on the official rating. <laughs> He's going to kill you first. <laughs> If I stop communicating, Broadsword and Danny Boy stop communicating with each other, run. All right, we're going to move on to trivia. Uh, let's see. Number one, the film was originally titled Resident Evil Ground Zero, but the title was changed just to Resident Evil after the uh, 9-11 uh, terrorist attacks. Good call. Even though they're everywhere, the word zombie is never spoken in this film. Which is, just, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. I mean, there was some, there, you know what? Let's just talk about the script real quick if we haven't, because I don't even know what we've talked about so far in this podcast. But they did a pretty decent job of trying to answer questions that would have came up in the mind of the audience. And they they tried to make sure that things tied together. There was a lot of effort put into the writing of this. Now, I'm not saying it was written well, but it. Th- what I noticed was as I was trying to, as i was coming up with a question for why things were happening you know at that moment or soon after somebody was giving a, a plausible reason that, that that this could have happened and i thought that was okay um but the thought that we've never seen zombies before in the world they don't know what to call them you know and they they therefore never refer to them as anything in the movie other than these things that just want to bite you and eat you um and i thought that was that was a very good choice Yep. Yeah, they tried to play it straight. They were survivors. I mean, they kept giving them benefit of the doubt. They'd see these yes. people shambling around the corner and say, oh, another survivor. And it's, it was well thought out. I mean, as Mark said in the beginning, I mean, when they first encountered the first one, they're like, it it wants to bite me. And it was like they couldn't wrap their mind around what was going on here. And it was like, I'm going to shoot you. And... There was no response. They shot him in the leg, and he was just like, this, what? This is not, I mean, the look on every, I thought that scene there was very well done. It's an example of how well they thought through this movie and what would happen. It was, it was a great scene. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to give a challenge to any viewers that watch this for the first time, and that is, watch, get when, when they first encounter a zombie, take a look at your watch and see how long it is before they actually start doing the headshots, blunt trauma to the head, that they figure out kills the zombies. It's a while. You know, doing everything but killing zombies for about 15 minutes. 
But the problem is, is that they have no idea. They don't know until the Red Queen tells them that the only way you can kill them is blunt force trauma to the head. They still are clueless. Well, it was a little more technical than that, wasn't it? It was something about the uh, cerebrum or cerebellum, and it has to be disconnected from the brain stem or something. And um, there was there was a nice technical explanation, but what it came down to is you you got to shoot them in the head or break their back or neck or something. Ken, and that's a great point. I mean, it's it's not like something that's innate that they just know that that's what you do is shoot them in the head. Um, it's something that it's a, it's a discovery and there's a lot of discovery. And that's one of the things I really liked about the movie was there's discovery all through here. They played this out as if we're going through our day to day lives right now. And then this happens. We don't know names. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what to do. And that part there played out very well in the movie. And I really appreciated that. Very good. Let's see. Mila Jojevic did all of her own stunts, except the pipe jump in the sewer scene. She used a stunt double in that scene because her agent thought she would get strangled by the hanging wires. And that would have been very sad. Uh, let's see. The crew had a hard time dealing with the dogs who kept licking the blood and meat off themselves. <laughs> I, If I was a dog, I would, too. Uh. Hell, I might, too, depending on how long they didn't feed me. So, uh, Let's see. The main actors were told to prepare for the film by getting copies of the games and playing them through. Some didn't know if they could complete them in time, so they had to get video copies of other people beating the games and watch it. God, it sounds like me trying to prepare for a raid in Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just laugh because he knows. <laughs> I, I've been there. I love this part. During the shooting of the sewer scenes... And I have no idea why the hell he was there. But during the shooting of the sewer scenes, Mila Jojevich right-hooked Paul W.S. Anderson in the face, giving him a black eye. By the end, she had hurt three cast and crew members. Good for her. God, that's why. She got some anger management issues. That's why I like her. She can kick ass with the best of them. Uh, let's see. To prepare for the roles, the actors playing commandos and Mila Jojevich had a week of commando training, climbing martial arts and weapon handling with ex-Navy SEAL James Butler, who, just so you know, he played the uh, the zombie guard that she kind of did the roundhouse kick and broke his neck. He was a pretty big guy. Yeah, he was a big boy. Uh, let's see. All the minor cuts and bruises on uh, Mila's character are real. No makeup was applied. So... She gets down and dirty. That's why I like her. Uh, let's see. Uh, its successful opening weekend sparked a frenzy among U.S. studios eager to capitalize on the interest in video games. Titles like Ultimate Doom, Silent Hill, and Max Payne were all snapped up. And I've seen those movies, and they all suck. Uh, shot on some of the same German sets as Emmy at the Gates. So there you go. One of the most popular scenes in the film when Alice runs up a wall and flings around to kick a zombie dog in the head took three months of training. For the dog? I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him credit because, again, I, I was thinking about that scene and all I could think of was, was some sort of wire foo or something where they had some hidden wires or something oh. on her to do it. She actually ran up the wall and kicked the dog like... But then, poor dog. I haven't seen Mila in, in I think, in a kick-ass role before, but... I liken her to another actor I really like watching um, that just has uh, a fluidity to them that I really like on the screen. They 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 you know they they don't have any martial arts training, and but their movements and their agility just it looks great and it transitions well to the screen. 
I liken it to um, Chow Yun Fat, who has no martial arts training yet. He his motions and mannerisms are so smooth and fluid, it's convincing that um, he does. And I think Mila, um, she was the best part of this movie. I mean, she looked great. I liked her character. I liked the development of it, and and I really appreciated the time and effort that she put into you know making it look authentic on the screen. Very good. I agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, Paul Anderson wanted to change the usual. I love this one. I, seriously, this is awesome. Paul W.S. Anderson wanted to change the usual disclaimer at the end of the film to read that it didn't contain any resemblance to persons living or undead, but wasn't allowed to for fear of legal action. Seriously, I- this is why Shakespeare had it right. <laughs> How did we bring in Shakespeare here? Because, because I'm not. I'm just not going to say it because if anybody knows the Shakespeare line, Ken, you may blow me. <laughs> <laughs> Ken knows what I. I know. don't think that was Shakespeare. <laughs> oh my gosh! All I right. think it was Thou mayest blowest me. <laughs> Yawn, Barlet. Yeah, Ken knows what I'm talking about. All right, this I I I can't even imagine. This is where I, sometimes I have to wonder, what were they thinking? Because I'm going to throw the bullshit flag here. Gwyneth Paltrow was offered the role of Alice. Seriously? Gwyneth Paltrow? The minute that she got in there, it would have been like, oh, I broke a nail. Oh. You, haven't seen her, you haven't seen her in the Iron Man series, okay? So you can't say anything yet. Whatever. Uh, let's see. According to Mila Jojevich on the DVD commentary, it was a crew member's birthday on the last day of filming. Bottles of champagne were brought on the set, and Paul Anderson, the director, was worried that the cast and crew would drink too much. But they said they'll just have a glass no more. Sure enough, the whole cast and crew got drunk while filming the <laughs> final scene of the film. Some great acting has been done drunk, as you all know. So... That is it for trivia, folks. You know what? It's time for Brother What You Drinking because God Almighty, I need to be drinking to get through this podcast with these three cognacs in this thing. <clears throat> All right, boys, what do we got here? Mark, why don't you start off? I am drinking a Rogue Brewery Mocha Porter. Porter brewed with natural chocolate flavor. I don't know if you guys have had this one before. Jeff, what, the, Steve, what is it? it? I'm sorry. Huh? Rogue. What is it? Rogue Morton. No, Mocha I have Porter. I have not had any of the Rogue beers. Yep. This is a really nice porter. It's it's not too chocolatey. Got a little coffee taste. Um, a little smoky and little little a little bitterness on the back end. It's a it's only a five percent alcohol because it's a porter. But as Mocha porters go, it's a, it's a nice little porter. Um, it's a big bottle and you can get it for like seven bucks. I like a lot of rogue stuff. It's good beer. Um, but I thought I'd try this mocha porter. And if you haven't tried it, Jeff, you really should. It's good beer. I will do that. Nice. Jeff? Oh, yes. Well, thank you. Um, I have a um, a London porter from Geary's, which is out of Portland, Maine. And um, it tastes like a stout, which is interesting. It, it feels much more like a stout than a porter. But it's a good stout. Um, it's very well... It's very smooth, I want to say. Did that um, ruin it for you? Because you thought you were going to get a porter and you... No, no. I will never turn down a good stout if they mislabel it porter. Um, but no, it uh, it tastes um, somewhat uh, chocolatey, 
Um, but it, it really says nothing on here about anything as far as the content. So, um, but it, um, you know, it's got the, uh, um, I'm not sure why out of London or Portland, Maine, they're touting a London Porter, but, um, but they are, and uh, it's a good beer. I would recommend it. Mr. Roney, what do you got there, sir? Well, I have to do a little bit of preface first, and that is, you know, this movie. Oh, dear. Some people could say that it's an anti-capitalist screed. The, the horrible things that happen are because of an evil corporation. Evil. The Umbrella Corporation. And all through the various movies, the Umbrella Corporation pursues this. It's actually, I went to business school, and I think they got a brilliant plan. First, we put billions into expensive genetic research. Step two, we kill every customer that probably might want to buy our product. (laughs) Step three, uh, we keep going on. So in honor of them, I am drinking a vanilla vodka Diet Coke with an umbrella in it. It's getting worse. If I see you with a fruit hat on. See the umbrella? Yeah, I see the umbrella. It is. If you start doing a Chiquita banana routine, we're going to have to talk. Holy cow. All right, guys. And, folks, we didn't plan this. It was not planned. But uh, no. I'm actually having the Rogue Dead Guy Ale. You no, know, I've nice. never had a Rogue beer. They're good. How appropriate. Yeah. Except it's not an undead guy. It's, I'm telling you right now, I actually, I'm thinking about quitting my job, starting a brewery, and just making nothing but, like, zombie-themed beers. It'd be awesome. You'd oh. be bankrupt because you drink all your profits. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like working at a game store. No, but this is really good. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what the style is. It's it's kind of like a combination of a uh, brown ale and uh, a light IPA. I would buy these all the time. It's got a good flavor to it uh it's not very hoppy uh it's got a good multi taste to it and it's uh, sitting at about a 6.5 percent abv abv i should say so i get at least this out of it well deserved well, it's not really well deserved we haven't had a godzilla for god knows how long because uh, i think we drank on everything that they've uh that they've put out true we may have to start chugging uh let me go down and start get my bottle of Woodford to chug it here for you. <laughs> Say we might have started doing there that. There you go. We may have started doing that to get the Godzilla, uh, get the Godzilla out for that. So Turn I got up. some tequila downstairs. I'll just guzzle oh. that. Oh, there you go. All right, folks, that is it with uh, brother. What you drinking? So you know what we're having. And um, like I said, uh, Mark has had, and I have had the um, the stout, the road stout. And I have had now, for the first time, the Dead Guy Ale. Can't go wrong with these guys. Uh, the Rogue Beers are very, very good. So uh, you definitely have to check those out. So now that we're done with uh, Brother What You Drinking, it is now time for Clips, our favorite part of the show. And, uh, guys, there's there's not that much here. It's not a heavy dialogue movie. There's a few here. Um, this is number one. You can't do this! Not too many girls say that. But anyway, moving on. Uh, number two. I don't remember what this one is, so I'm just going to play it. What happened here? Five hours ago, Red Queen went homicidal. Sealed the hive and killed everyone down here. Jesus. When we realized what was happening, my team was dispatched to shut her down. Why did she do it? That we don't know. 
And I'll tell you what, Colin Salmon, that dude needs to do voiceover work. If he's not doing it, that guy's got a great voice. Just saying. All right, number three. This is right after they tried to uh, infiltrate the Red Queen's uh, lair, and the whole team got wiped out by the laser thing. And it's basically Kaplan, Spence, and Mila are all that's left. And Kaplan, being the good commander that he is, wants to strive forward. Let's do it. Do what? We have to complete the mission. There's no way I'm going down there. Her defenses are down. Deja vu, anyone? All right, uh, let's see, number four. This is uh, uh, Jeff going to your uh, favorite part of the scene. Remember when uh, JD was shooting the, the zombie in the leg? And yeah. The whole, all right, here you go. This is the, uh, this is the aftermath. How is she still standing? Bitch isn't standing now. <laughs> That's a really good scene in that movie. That actually is one of the best scenes because yep. he's trying to be the guy that's like, all right, I'm not supposed to shoot a civilian. And he's like shooting one leg, shooting the other, and she just unloads on him. <laughs> That's just awesome. All right, this is where you start realizing that um, uh, something is not right with uh, the survivors. Looks like it's coagulated. Yeah. It's not possible. Why not? Because blood doesn't do that until after you're dead. Somebody must have slept through biology class. <laughs> He's too busy uh, being a commando. Uh, let's see. I like this part here. When I get out of here... I think I'm going to get laid. Yeah. <laughs> Might want to clean up a little bit first. Because <laughs> after she's been bit about, she's been bit about like three times at this I point. I know. <laughs> she's, she's a hot mess. She, she is just a wreck. But, uh, you know, I liked her in this role. I mean, I thought she was, I mean, it was. She was Vasquez in this. I mean, I mean, it was awesome. Well, if you uh, look at the poster, she got second billing on the movie. She did get second billing on the movie. That's a- absolutely right. Um, all right, last one here. What the f*** is that? It's a long story! I'll tell you what, one of the things that you listen in this movie is the sound effects I thought were really good. All right, folks, that is it with clips. Now it is time for the Man Cave Movie Review Checklist. Number one, did anyone jump out of a window? Many times. Um, yes. Or they jumped in through windows. I was going to say in the very beginning of the movie, the whole commandos, they just pour right through the windows. Well, the monster bashed his head through windows, didn't he? The monster hybrid zombie creature dog thing. Yes. There's many, many instances of window jumping in this movie. Absolutely. All right. Um, Number two, was there a relevant female role in the movie? Yes. No. No. (laughs) Yes. There was one. I know who Mark's going to say, and I, if it is, I, I, I will concur. Go ahead, Mark. The female medic. Yes. Completely irrelevant other than for the gratuitous decapitation scene. Completely irrelevant. I don't know. Yeah, they have a medic in there. I mean, I can't, well, yeah, she yeah. had no role. You had to have a medic that died within the first five minutes of meeting her, yes. So that's, here that's, we go. All, she, all she was was the assault ship. She was the stand-in for the assault ship pilot from Aliens. 
And okay. she didn't even have a punchy line <laughs> or a cool helmet. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Well, could the irrelevant female role be better played by Tawny Katane? Yes. But I'd hate to see Tawny decapitated. It could have been played by a mannequin better. (laughs) I think it was. No, because if Tawny Katane was portraying the medic, instead of being dressed in practical military (laughs) garb and web gear and bags, she would have been dressed in a black cat suit, (laughs) which would have been an improvement. She probably would have survived the laser ginsu of death in a cat suit. You're right. Because everybody knows when you wear a cat suit, your agility goes up by like five levels. That's right. Cat suit plus five. All right, number five. Did this movie know what it wanted to do? I would say yes. Absolutely. It's a zombie movie. Of course it did. Yeah. It's a zombie movie adaptation of a video game. From what I understand, the people that play the game, it's pretty true to the feel of the game. It, you know, Like I said earlier, it's when I first watched it, it sucked me in. I watched it. It's you know, it's stylish and entertaining, lots of action. So it knew what I wanted to do. Very good. Muncie. Yeah, it did. Number six, did George Lucas steal any part of this movie for Star Wars? Well, I would say the stormtroopers are about as effective as the zombies. Um, the stormtroopers are about as effective as any of the military units in this show. Here we go. The white go ahead, suits at Jeff. the end were just as effective as the Ewoks. Princess Amidala might have more going on upstairs in the chess department than um, than Alice, but that's a toss-up. Wow. <laughs> whoever designed the Death Star probably went to the same school as whoever designed the Hive. I, I thought the crazy, rampant hybrid zombie kind of looked like Jar Jar Binks on meth. Okay, uh, let's... <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. Last but not least, Jeff, was there a Battle no. of the Five reference in this movie? No. Nope. No. Okay. You probably no. didn't even look, did you? I did. I looked. You did not look. I did. There's no actors in this movie. Fine son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's very few actors. In this movie. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Love you, Steve. All right. So we're done with the checklist. Now it is time to move on to the Man Cave movie review of this movie. May God have mercy on their souls. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over first and foremost to, I don't know. You know what, Ken? You go first. Because you know what? I have a feeling I'm probably going to spare you your life after this. <laughs> you go first. Well, we talked a lot about it. And I'll to repeat what I said when I first saw this movie. Again, first impressions mean a lot. Knew nothing about it. Just sort of caught it on cable. It sucked me right in. I sat there and watched it. This movie has action. It has zombies. It does have style. It's got pizzazz. I don't know how to put it better. On my 10-star list, I'll give this a 7. Because it's somewhere between I like it and I kind of really like it. I'm not going to say I hate it. I like it. It's entertaining. It's one of those movies, uh, you know, I always go with that rule. If you are flipping through cable and there it is, I'll probably pause. You know, I'll watch it. Uh, so I'm going to give it a seven. I think it's solid. I think if you're a viewer or a listener, rather, that, you know, has never seen it and you like action zombie type movies, by all means, watch for all the reasons we talked about. It's not perfect. There's plot holes and everything else, but, you know, I've seen worse. Very good. Um, Mark? 
What do you say, sir? Yeah, I'd say can nail a lot of my issues. I think it's a middle-of-the-road zombie movie. It's a solid movie. Um, as far as I give it credit, as far as um, games that have been ported into movies, it's been one of arguably, if not the most successful. I mean, hell, you got you know six, five, six uh, Resident Evil movies either produced or in the works. So that says something. Um, it's it's an enjoyable zombie movie. It I again I, I there's some other zombie movies I think are much better, but that's there's a style to the movie. I think the acting kind of detracts from it because it's fairly wooden, but that doesn't mean that's bad acting. Some of my favorite guy people get taken out early, so maybe that weighs on it. I'm like Ken if it's on. American movie classics, which I just always giggle when I see that. I'll stop and watch it for a little while. It's got a certain pizzazz. I do like the second one better, but it's it's a straight-up zombie movie of get the hell out of Dodge, um, and I like that kind of stuff. If you like zombie movies, check it out. Um, I'm not going to give it quite as high a rating as Ken, because I, I think that it, it doesn't break any new ground. It's a bit tropish. It is an Aliens ripoff, thank you, Jeff, um, which is okay. But it, you could just go down the... All you need is a scorecard, and you can just check the box. I'll give it um, six and three quarters. It's not a bad movie, but it's not its not up there in my top five of zombie movies. All right. Uh, Mr. Jeff, what do you say, sir? Um, you know, I, anything I would say would just be almost, almost redundant to what the guy said. And, uh, you know, I... In the end, I, I, you know, I didn't say, you know, where was that? You know, how can I get that last hour and a half of my life back? I mean, it was, it was a fun. I mean, it was a fine show. I've been wanting to see this for quite a while. I, I didn't have any reservations about seeing it, and, and I'm glad I viewed it. Um, it. It's, it's a good show. It's a decent show to watch. Um, I know what I kind of, you know, bashed on it. I, I was just, you know, kind of drawn some parallels and similarities and just, you know, some observations. It, it's not by any stretch. A bad movie and um, there are a lot of things that are done very well and I do like some of the effort um, to draw out characters to create them to flush out scenes um, to develop the story and not assume that we've all been here before and know exactly what's going on so the characters do too and you know I don't, we didn't really talk about the CGI which was terrible but you could have almost cut that out of the movie um, in in a in a way, um, but you know, in the end, I know they had to go for the the crescendo and the big payout and the you know final battle between good and evil. So it, I just wished um, maybe a little better on the CGI, but um, or or and Mark had pointed out maybe a little more of uh, you know messing with the lighting and uh, seeing things in the shadows and in the dark and left it a little more mysterious, but. Um, all in all, um, I am going to uh, I'm going to echo uh, very close to what most of the guys have said, and I'm I'm going to give it a uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Well, first of all, I know we didn't talk about the CGI. I I don't know. This is what 2002. Not thinking that there was you know see I, I don't know. I guess I just didn't really think the CGI was all that bad. I didn't think there was that much CGI in it. Uh, it was a creature. Oh, you mean the liquor dude? The the yeah the the liquor dude that that dude there yeah uh, you know what 
for that period of time? Yeah, that's pretty much what you're going to get for that time. I go with your theory that, you know, apparently the uh, the, the entire CGI crew was drunk while they were doing it. So I give, <laughs> I, I give them a pass. I give them a total pass on that. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, I'm just looking at it like, okay, that's 2002. That's a decade ago. So, But I don't know. I mean, my thing is, is that I know Mark said this didn't break new ground. I always look at it as this was the movie that really kind of broke the ground for the genre of the zombie movies. Because when you start looking at after Resident Evil came out, then the whole zombie genre really kind of really broke through. Was the plot original or whatever, but for whatever reason, this movie kind of unleashed the whole zombie thing. Because after 2002, you look prior to that, you didn't see much. After that, boom, all the zombie shit started coming out. So did it break new ground? Probably not, but did it uh, usher in the genre? Yeah, pretty much for that decade and going forward. So that's what I have to say about it. I just like this movie. I just like the look of it. I like the feel of it. Is some of the acting wooden from some of the actors? Yes. Uh, some of the others? No, I thought the acting was pretty good. Um, I would say Colin Salmon, Mila, the guy that played Kaplan, um, and Michelle Rodriguez. I thought they were very good. Everybody else? Eh, pretty bad. I, I wouldn't even say pretty bad. They were just They were just there. You know, but going forward, I think they've I, they've really done very well with this franchise. And again, it's like anything else. I've seen all the movies, and the second one's pretty good. Uh, it's a good follow up. The third one, I, I will just say right out now, I don't like it. But the next two after that, outstanding, very good. But anyway, that's my review. I'm going to give this movie as a zombie movie goes. I'm going to give it an eight. I really like it. All right, guys, I just want to make a couple of comments about um, some of the messages that we have received on our Facebook page. First of all, our review of Black Hawk Down obviously went over very well with uh, Captain Dyer. Thought our review of that was a very classy review of a very gritty movie. And um, I'm pleased that he felt that way because that's what we tried to do. We tried to uh, uh, do that movie justice for the guys that serve. So. Another comment that we got was um, from one of our other dedicated listeners, Paul Robertson, wanted to know if we're going to do any kung fu movies, particularly Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. And you know what? That's I told him it was an excellent suggestion because, you know, we have not done a martial arts movie. Jeff, what did we say? Enter the Dragon? Got to do that one. Well, I, th- I think it's, a you know, if we're for our first one, I think that is uh, that's a, probably the quintessential choice. We have to get that on the docket. So it's going to be there We're probably within the next month or so. We will definitely get that up there. Great suggestion. Thank you for the comment. And for all our listeners out there, I mean, we do enjoy uh, the comments, suggestions, because some of the stuff we don't know. I mean, we're, you know, we think we're worldly uh, movie uh, reviewers, but you never know. Um, you might surprise us. Uh, so that's it. That's the review. And that is it for Man Cave Movie Review, Episode 72. Stay tuned for us next week, and we're going to be talking about, who knows, a surprise. We'll have to figure it out until then. Check us out at our website at mancavemoviereview.com, and look for us on iTunes at Man Cave Movie Review. Leave us a comment. Tell us if you liked the show or didn't like it. We're also on Facebook at Man Cave Movie Review and on Twitter at Man Cave Movie. So this is it. Until then, I am your host, Steve Michael, signing off with my good and dear friend, Mark, 
who let the dogs out slower? Yeah, you know, guys, one other thing I noticed about this movie is that um, Mila Jovovich or Jovovich or Jovovovovich loses her incredible hive superpowers of kick-assery when she is surrounded by guys in white hazmat suits. And also saying farewell and adieu is our other good and dear friend, Jeff. Does this red dress make my ass look big, Muncie? I'm not sure I want to remember what went down here on the podcast tonight. (laughs) To quote Alice. Nice. And last and certainly not least, Ken, I'm missing you already, Roni. If it was River Tam instead of Alice, this would have been a much better movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet, sweet River. Did you really say that? He did. He did. Son of a bitch must pay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is it. I'm your host, Steve Michael, signing off, possibly for the last time. (laughs) Ciao. you for another time all right uh let's see now that i've uh wow really where's where's this podcast going you know it's going to hell because the three you can't appreciate a decent freaking zombie movie